Amen. Thank God for Ron and the worship team. They put their whole heart into worshiping and playing for us so that we can receive the Spirit of the Lord. Do you feel the Spirit of the Lord? Amen. Amen. You out there? Praise God. Amen, Pastor. Amen, Pastor. We feel it. Yeah, we got it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, let's just open our hearts right now and receive His love for us because He loves us so much. I'm going to tell you how much He loves us in a little bit, but you can feel it. You don't even have to explain it. You can just feel it. Feel His greatness and His love towards us. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your good and your mercy endures forever. So we're going to finish up today on our Thanksgiving messages, but next week we're going to start a series in December, Jesus and the Names of Jesus Prophesied to Us. And uh, out of Isaiah 9, verse 6, and what are the names that they said he was? He was going to be a wonderful counselor. That's good news. A mighty God. <clears throat> and that mighty God means he's a hero. Don't you, don't you want a hero in your life? I always wanted, like, the Incredible Hulk to be right next to me when I went to school, you know, and people give me a hard time. I go, hey, you want to talk to my friend? Uh, but, <clears throat> and then Everlasting Father. He's going to be a father for us forever. He's going to be the Prince of Peace. When you call on the name of the Lord, he brings peace. I do that when people are having arguments or situations that they need peace. They talk about their family. I said, peace be upon you and the pardon of all your sins. I mean, he's good. He comes in. He is the prince of peace. He brings peace to every situation. Do you need him to be in a situation that you're facing? Amen. He is there. He's the prince of peace. So today, we're going to talk today about why do we love the Lord? Why do we love the Lord? So I'm going to give us a prayer, and we're going to get started. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you as we come before you, that you open my heart and my mouth to speak your words for your people so that they may be blessed and encouraged. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So why do we love the Lord? Now, everybody has a reason, has their reasons why you love him. He may have healed you. He may have come through financially for you. He may have brought you a spouse. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He might have brought you a house. Might have brought you a lot of things that we look back and we, we can't imagine how he did it. He, he's like very, you know, slight of hand almost. It's hard to detect. But all of a sudden, the blessings are there and you go like, how did that happen, Lord? And he says, I know all things and I can do all things. So we know from Scripture, though, David said, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Isn't that good news? We have a God that hears us and responds to us. You know, it's not like a dumb idol where you pray to it and then nothing happens. But God says, I will hear you and I will be there for you. Amen? So we're going to go a little bit deeper than that because we were in deep trouble when we were sinners, were we not? We were lost. We were wandering around. We were deep in sin. But the Bible says God picked us up out of a miry clay, set our foot on solid ground, and gave us a purpose and a a plan for our life. Isn't that good news? I can remember when I was first saved, or before I was saved, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just wandering around, wondering, what am I, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? A lot of youth are like that. They're trying to find their way, trying to find their purpose in life. But God says, I have a purpose. I know the plans. I know the plans that I have for you. We got to know his plans that he has for us. And he wrote them in the book in Psalms 139. He says, I know all your days are numbered and I know what you're supposed to do. So follow him and he will show you. It takes all the pressure off, right? So that when we get to heaven, we can say, he can say to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Because if we do things that we want to do, we're not really pleasing him. He wants us to do the things that he's designed for us. Praise God. 
It's like when you tell your, your son, you know, empty the trash, and, and, and he mows the lawn. He says, no, I don't want you to mow the lawn. I want you to empty the trash, right? God's called us to certain things, and we're supposed to do them, not do what somebody else is supposed to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to look at things that we can uh, bless God with or thank God for or love him in Psalms 103. All six of these reasons for why we love the Lord. And David spelled it out because David was a, was a heartfelt guy. You know, he had all his passions on his sleeve. He loved, the, he loved the Lord. The Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. Are you after his own heart? Are you trying to do those things that are pleasing to him? Amen. Because when we do, he gets pleased and he starts, you know, pouring out his blessings to us, pouring out his, his nature and his goodness, right? If you have a son that does what you want them to do, you give him the car keys, you give him everything. Praise the Lord. Amen. So in Psalms 103, David wrote, and this is a call to worship. It's a marvelous, majestic uh, uh, psalm. And let's look at it here. And I put, there's three rooms, I, I kind of put an example of three rooms that uh, we go through in life. And the first one is, if we have it up here, uh, uh, no, it's the, uh, the, the courtroom. Court, you got it? Courtroom. courtroom. Yeah, anybody been in a courtroom? Uh, I, I, only for a small ticket, but it's, it's a pretty scary thing when people go in, you know, you don't know if you're going to be alive or death, you know, what you're gonna, what's going to happen to you. Then the hospital room. How many of you have been in the hospital room? That's a terrible place to be, isn't it? You think you're never going to get out. And when am I going to get out of here? Oh, please. Rudy was in the hospital for eight months. That's a long time, isn't it? How about the jail room? You've been in the jail room? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> okay, we got one in the back, jail room. I haven't been in the jail room. I tried to get out of the jail room all that I could. I did not want to go into the jail room. One time I got this close. We were, <laughs> we were at a high school uh, dance. My friend, who always got me in trouble, I don't know why he does this, but he says, we don't have to pay the $15. We'll just hop the fence and go into the, 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 the dance. Sounds good to me. Guess what? Everybody else had the same idea. And the policemen were waiting for us there. And as, they, as we hopped over, he said, okay, stand in line over here. You stand, you get over here. And I'm going, oh, no, my mom's going to kill me. You know, she's going to have to come down. And what did you do? You know, I hopped the fence to go into a, a dance. But so we stayed there, and I was trying to run away. I was really like, every time he looked away, I was going, I can, I can make a dash right now. But he just kept me. And guys were running all over the place. And so finally he looked at us, and he says, well, you know, you guys were good. You stayed here, so, you know, go on. I thought, oh, my God, that was so close. Uh, so jail room, we don't want to be in the jail room. How about the throne room? Ooh, that's a good place to be, isn't it? Into the throne room of grace. God has invited us in. He says, enter into my, my throne room. Uh, then the banquet room, that's getting even better, right? The banquet room, the things that we eat and say. And then finally, the weight room. So we're going to look at this. So it starts off with verse number one. Psalms 103, verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen? So let's uh, take this apart a little bit. He's not asking for the Lord to bless him. What is he saying? Lord, I want to bless you. And how do you bless him? By honoring him, worshiping, praising him. And that word actually means kneel, like Don was kneeling down earlier. Kneel before the Lord. Worship him. Give him the glory due his name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. What is he saying? He said, my soul needs to get in line. My, what is the soul? 
the mind, the will, and the emotions. Sometimes we have to turn off our mind and get it focused. Okay, I'm going to bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. You have to tell your soul, get in line. We have distractions. We have things that, you know, boggle our mind and keep us preoccupied. We got to say, wait a minute, I got to focus. You know, I was hammering some nails the other day and, and up, up here, and I kept missing the nail. And, and I almost hit one of the bulbs, and I said, I better focus. <laughs> focus on that thing. Okay, and I focused, and it happened good. So we have to focus on the Lord because then he'll meet us where we're at, and he'll pour out his spirit upon us. Isn't that good? Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And, and so he says, uh, let me get where I'm at here. So uh, he says, all that is within me. What does that mean? All of your body, everything, your hands, your feet, your heart, everything has to bless. All that is within me. Amen? You can't worship the Lord like this. You can't worship the Lord like this. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. No, you have to give some. Ooh, ah. I had a friend, one of the pastors, he was buying a suit, and he put on a suit coat, and he said, wait a minute, i got to make sure I can bless the Lord. With, I don't want to be tight. I can't get, raise my hands up. So anyway, your whole person, every fiber of your being, you have to stay focused. Praise the Lord. That means our heart and everything. Because uh, we, he knows that the true worship is deep within your heart. And when your heart can worship him, your body just flows along. Amen? And then it says here, forget not all of his beings, uh, all of his benefits. Forget, if he said forget not, guess what? We can forget it. There's times when we can forget, you know, how good we've got it. I mentioned last week when my wife and I were first married and she got pregnant somehow. I don't know how that happened right away. First month. Jeez. Lord, what a surprise. And, and, we, and she stopped working. And so we had to, you know, pinch pennies, so to speak. Actually, literally pinch pennies. And so we'd say like, okay, uh, we want to go get something to eat at McDonald's. How much you got? I got about $1.25. How much you got? I got three, $3.75. Okay, well, we can get something. But now, it's like you go out to eat, and it's like $10, $20, $30 for the same thing that you used to buy for pennies. So, but, you have, but God has brought us for a mighty long way. You know, we forget how it was. You know, we have clothes. We have a house. We have cars. We have everything that God wanted to give us. But it was progressive. We didn't have it right away. I can remember the time when we were just like, oh, my gosh, are we ever going to get out of this rut? How can we get, you know, a better house? How can we get into a better neighborhood? You know, when they're having parties in your back, in, behind your thing, and 2 o'clock in the morning, I had to go out there in my pajamas and tell them, listen, you guys, why don't you be quiet out there? And so after a couple of times, they said, we're not going to do that because that guy in his pajamas keeps coming out. So. But anyway, we moved into a better neighborhood. So forget not all of his benefits. Now, now he's going to list the benefits. There's six of them here. Are you ready for them? Yes. He forgives all our iniquities. All of our iniquities. Now, we got a lot of them, huh? Don't you know? You forgot about half the ones you used to do. <laughs> but, you know, if we went into a courtroom, a heavenly courtroom, and you know who the prosecutor is, right? It's the devil. He gets there, he says, Your Honor, I want to tell you, this man right here, he's, he's no good. He's a liar, he's a cheat, he's a blasphemer, he's, he's a fool, 
he's just downright no good. And uh, a robber, he does, he's, he's no good. And uh, so Jesus is our attorney. Hallelujah. He says, well, Your Honor, uh, may I approach the bench? Yes. Uh, the, all these things are true about him, but I paid the price with my blood on the cross. Uh, I was crucified for the forgiveness of all of his sins, so he should be deemed not guilty. And the judge, who's the judge? Our father's the judge. Our father's the judge. Our brother is our lawyer. It's rigged, amen? And so the judge says, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, you paid the price, so not guilty. Son, you may go. Case dismissed. Isn't that good news? And that's the way it is with our life. Whatever you have done, you can forget about it. It's over. Uh, one guy said he went to a, a high school reunion, and they were teasing him uh, before he got saved. He said, remember, we went behind the barn, and we, we, we put that haystack on fire, and oh, man, everybody was frantic and came running and, and, and doused it out with water. And he said, no, I don't, I don't remember that. He goes, no, yeah, come on, you were there with us. You, you, you did it. You, you were there. No, 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 that was the old man. That's not me. I, I, I didn't do that. That's somebody else. Amen. I'm a new man in Christ. Amen? Behold, all things are new. All things are passed away. So don't remember what you used to do. Remember what you're doing now for the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the first thing is he, he forgives us of all, 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 all. I like all, don't you? That means past, present, and future. All of our sins. Think anybody's going to sin in the next week or two? Probably, huh? Probably going to make a mistake here or there. Right? Might say something, you know disparagingly about someone else. Could that possibly be? Not in this church. Okay, I must, must be for the church down the street there. Okay. But see, we don't really realize the magnitude and the gravity of our sin. Our sin will take us to hell. Our sin will take us away from God. But God says, I've washed you. You're white as snow. I don't look at your sins. I look at who you are. I look at the Christ that's in you and who you're going to become. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? It's like a baby. You know a baby when, they, when they're walking and they fall? You don't get upset at them. They're going to start to walk perfectly after a while. You don't get mad at them because they poop in their diapers. It's, they're going to get over that, okay? It might take longer than, for some than others, but they're going to get over it. Amen? And you're going to get over the poop in your diapers, too. Okay. Okay. The next one. <laughs> okay. The next one. Oh, so I wanted to know. Let's look at this This thing about how, he, how much he loves us. This next uh, slide. Psalms something. 103. Yeah. Look at this. this. This is pretty revelatory to me. I really enjoyed this. This is far. For as, as the heavens are high above the earth, heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those that fear him. My thought was, how high are the heavens above the earth? Don't you want to know that? Because that's how much he loves us. Well, I did a little research while you were sleeping. So from the earth to the moon is how many miles? Anybody know? You know, you guys are pretty smart. I don't know how you guys do that. You know, it's just amazing. Just whip it right out. Okay. I was looking for our teachers here, you know, to help us with this. Okay. 233,000 miles. That's a long way, isn't it? If you drove there, how long would it take? Forever, huh? But there's no traffic, so that's good news. Yeah. Okay. Now, from the earth to the sun is what? 93 million miles. How far? I, 
Is it a billion? Oh, wow. I think it's a million. I think it's a million. Okay. Right? Million. Million or billion, doesn't matter. It's just far. Way far. But how about Earth to the end of the universe? Now, this is the right answer right here. 46 billion light years. It's amazing, isn't it? Because there is no end. It just keeps going on and on and on. But they billion light years. So how far is a light year? One light year is two, or six trillion miles. So 46 billion times six trillion is how much? Do you have a calculator? Is your calculator go that high? No, I don't think so. But that's how much he loves us. How much he loves us. He, he, he said his thoughts towards us are more countless than the sand on the seashore. He, he, he loves us more than all the stars in heaven, and there's billions of stars. So when you think, does he love me? Yes, he does. A lot of people say, how much does he love me? This much, because he poured out his hands to us and had his nailed to the cross. That's how much he loves us. Amen? So he loves us. Isn't that good news? So you don't have to feel guilty about what sin you've committed. He's already paid the price. And then the second thing is in that, he heals, or let me see what the next slide says. Okay, this is interesting. As far as the east is from the west, is as far as he's removed our transgressions from him. As far as the east is from the west, how far is that? Well, I did another little research on that. If you go to the North Pole and you go down, you'll be going down to the South Pole, right, in the, in the globe. But if you're going east, 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 you never go west. You have to turn around to go west. And God's not going to turn around on his forgiveness towards us. He's never going to say, you know what, I've had it. I don't, I don't want to forgive you anymore. You've done that too many times. You know that? You know that prayer? Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm here again. Uh, I did that thing. What thing? You know, the thing I've been doing. No, I don't remember any of it. Isn't that good news? So he, 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 as far as the east is from the west, so he removes our transgressions from us. That's pretty far. Okay, the next one is he heals us of all of our diseases. Now, lately, <laughs> lately, we've been getting new diseases. Have you noticed in the last 10, 15 years, this stuff comes on the, on the TV and you go like, what is that disease? I never heard of that one before. Oh, yeah, we got a new one. And I have to watch my wife. She doesn't watch it because she starts thinking she has it. You know, like, I think I, think I, got, I, think I got that. No, you don't have that. That's just putting your you know, mind in your manner there. But he heals all of our diseases. What does it say here? Jesus paid the price for our sins. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes, we were healed. We are healed. We don't need to get healed. We have to receive the healing that he's given to us. And that's the tricky part. That's the hard part. To be in position, to open your heart, to receive his uh, healing virtue in us. And I know I've had to spend some time at times believing him. Sometimes it's not instantaneous right away, but some, if you just stay with it and believe God, God will do what he said he's going to do. All of this promises in God are what? Yay and amen. He doesn't say, no, I didn't mean that for you. No, you're also included in that. So God made our bodies to naturally heal. Do you know that? That's what his design is. When you cut yourself with a paper cut, you can watch it heal. Over a couple of days, wow, that looks pretty good. He gives uh, doctors for us. That gives them knowledge to be able to heal us. Praise God. And, and then he also gives us faith to believe him for healing. When the doctors can't do 
all that they can do. In fact, they can only do a certain much, certain amount. And then the Lord has to take over and heal your body. So we thank God that he heals all of our diseases. Number three, he redeems our life from destruction. Isn't that good news? How many times have you headed down the way of destruction and you didn't know what was going to happen? But God delivered you. He delivered you. He redeemed you. Your lives from destruction. I can remember one time, this is crazy. You know, you think about the times that you could have, could have died. And my, my, we were in high school. We just got our license. We thought we were pretty cool. And so we were driving around. And uh, it was raining. And so my friend, he did a little fishtail uh, in the rain going around the corner. I said, oh, that's pretty cool. Let's do that again. But go a little faster. I told him a little faster. Now, this guy's got a Ph.D. right now, but I don't know what he was thinking. But he went really fast, and we went, shoo, you know, hydroplaning and moving down the street. Go hit a pole, bounce off the pole, and go through a fence. And I'm looking at the pole right there, and I go, I could have died right there. Very easily died. We didn't even have seatbelts in those days. But God was there with us. Praise the Lord. My son, just a couple of years ago, he was hydroplaning off the 10 freeway, and he flew off the freeway into a ditch uh, with, uh, you know, kind of marsh, marshland. There was fences on each side, but there was a break right there, and that's where he went right through the break. And so he calls me. He says, Dad, could you come and get me? I'm off the side of the road. I go, sure. And I looked. I go, I don't see you off the side of the road. He goes, I'm down here. I go, what? He's in the marsh. I go, like, how did you get down there? He goes, I went flying up <laughs> airborne and landed there. God was good to us, praise the Lord. If he would have hit the wall, what would have happened? Smash, crash in the hospital, praise the Lord. So he went and got a bigger, better four-wheel drive car because <laughs> he said, I don't want to be flying like that anymore. So he redeems our life from destruction. And, and I have in here jail room. Not, you ever been in jail? Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you wish you could get out. Let me out. Let me out. But there's no way you can get out unless you dig a tunnel or whatever. But God is, open up, is able to open up the doors. I can remember the times I would get in trouble at work, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is it. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my pension. Everything's going to go. And I prayed all night, and then I wake up in the morning, and they say, oh, don't worry about it. We got it covered. I go, really? Oh, redeem my life from destruction. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now we're going to get into the good stuff. You ready? Four, he crowns our life with loving kindness. That's the throne room. Do you know you have a crown over your head of loving kindness that people can't resist you? They just want to give you mercy and give you love and give you favor and all that. You have a crown, a spiritual crown on you. And you can walk around. You are a king and a priest in God's eyes, and he loves you, and he wants you to be able to uh, speak good things. He crowns you. From he, he crowns you with uh, life, his life, Zoe kind of life, and loving kindness. You know what loving kindness is? He's kind to us even when we don't deserve it. Even when we've messed up, he loves you. Agape love forgives you, with, and he gives you loving kindness. We have a friend that is in trouble. Actually, she um, uh, is uh, losing her job, but she's not quite living the way she should live. And so we're going to pray, and we go like, but she's not living right. She loves the Lord. I go, ah, he'll be, he'll be good to her. He's loving kindness, being kind to someone that doesn't deserve it. Praise the Lord. So you know that you have a, a crown of tender mercies upon you. Okay, now ne next one in five. 
He satisfies our mouth with good things. That means that we're supposed to speak good things. The Bible says in Proverbs 12, a man is satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. So if you're not happy with what you have, check and see what you're saying. You may not be saying the right thing. No, my kids are no good. They just, I don't know. They don't listen. They don't obey. They don't pay attention to school. I don't know. I've I've had it with them. That's not going to get you anywhere. But you got to call those things that be not as though they were. You eat the fruit of what you're saying. If you keep saying it, then it'll happen. That, that's, that's faith, calling those things that be not as though they were. You know, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm not that smart. I can't remember things. I, 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 I have a hard time memorizing scripture. Oh, please, you know your phone number, you know your name, you know where you live. You, you know some things. You can remember some things. But what happened? Because you repeat it over and over and over again. Some of us don't know our phone numbers because we, or somebody else's phone number because you punch it in. You don't have it to your memory. But we used to have a memory. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so he satisfies our mouth with good things, the fruit of our mouth. And the last thing is he renews our strength. Right? Let's see what it says. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You remember your, your strength as a youth? Anybody remember? <laughs> Were you able to, you know, climb tall buildings, you know, faster than a locomotive? <laughs> uh, so the other day, I don't know why this lady got my number, but she keeps calling me. She said, Pastor, you're my favorite pastor. She lives in Florida. Her, son, her, uh, her husband has dementia. He's in the hospital. She says, they, they keep calling me at the city because the trees are not trimmed off the sidewalk. Could you go over and trim the trees? I go, oh, ma'am, I'm a pastor. I'm not a gardener, okay? Maybe you should call a gardener to do that. She says, but I don't know any of them, and, and you're the only one I know. I go, how'd you get my number anyway? <laughs> she says, I listen to you on the Internet. I go, okay. You know, interestingly enough, we have people living, watching us all over the world, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Brazil. I'm going, who are these people? Actually, they have their names. I can't even pronounce them. Piero, I can't even, what, who's that name? What's that name? But, they, you know, we have over 100, sometimes 200 uh, people watching. So she said, I watch you on Internet, and, and I, you're good, you're good. And she butters me up, right? You're good, you're a good minister. I, I like you. And if I ever get back to California, you know, I'm going to come to your church. I go, okay, that's good. And I said, no, I, I can't do it. And she, she just went right through it. You know, but the thing, all you have to do is trim a little bit, put it in a plastic bag, and, and put it up on the, on the curb. I go, no, I'm not going to do that. She goes, I go, well, I'll, what I'll do is I'll cut it and I'll throw it into your yard. Because <laughs> I've already spent like five or six hours, Joe Machado and I were, or, or Joe uh, Madrigal and I were doing it for a while. And so I went down there, and I couldn't get to one branch. And I said, well, there's a, there's a fence, uh, a brick fence. I could walk on the brick fence and just lean over and clop it off. And so I hopped on the fence, and I looked at it, and I go, I don't think so. <laughs> I could just read the papers. Yes. Pastor Falls trying to cut a branch that he couldn't reach. Yeah, breaks his neck, yeah. In wisdom, I said, I'll do it another day, or I'll get one of those big loppers, right? But he said, you renew your strength. You have strength, but not complete, total youth strength. Right? You can't do the things that you used to do, but you can do the things that God has called you to do. 
They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So when you're coming, one person told me, I can't come to church today. I'm too tired. I go, what do you mean you're too tired? You, you can get up. You can get dressed. You, and then you get spiritually charged. You get renewed. Amen? You could do it. So here, here's the thing. In case you feel like you're not hitting all these uh, marks, that you're not worshiping the Lord as best you can with all that's in within you. In uh, Psalms 103, we drop down to 13 and 14. It says, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on you. That's good news, right? Amen. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. So God knows who we are, what we are. Sometimes he has to put up with us, but he wants to encourage us by his spirit to bring us up to do those things that he's called us to do. And the final scripture is in Psalms 145, verse 3. Great is the Lord. Can I get an amen on that? Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Isn't that right? We're going we're gonna to play a, a song uh, that Anthony's going to queue up, and we're going to stand up, and we're going to bless the Lord, all our soul, and all that is within us. Amen? So join together, and just do what the Bible says. It'll be good for you. Okay. Sing along.
Amen. Thank you, choir, for doing that. Let me pray over you. Father, we just thank you for those that have come to know that in Psalms 103, as David has proclaimed, that we should bless you, O our soul, and all that is within us. We want to bless you, Lord God. We want to pray, uh, praise you for who you are, what you've done. Your greatness is unsearchable. So, Father, we thank you that you put it in our hearts to sing unto you, to love you, give you a new song in our hearts so, so that we may be pleasing in your sight. And for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agree with that said, amen.